This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Welcome back to the Weekend Ball Podcast. I am Alex Adams, live here in Jakarta, Indonesia, covering Team Canada at the FIBA World Cup. And alongside me today is Arash Madani. Uh, obviously, we've been working alongside each other the, the whole time, essentially the only media here in, in Canada um, or covering Canada. So, uh, Arash, thanks so much for, for taking the time and, and doing this. Yeah, you got it. We also have our camera operator, Mario Fontana, yeah. along for the ride. So it's it's the three of us, and the three of us are dealing with jet lag a week in. I don't even know how. So here we go. Yeah, and with with kind of the radio hits and everything and, and writing for Canada, uh, just with the time difference, it really doesn't help any of your sleep. Um, Arash, I just want to say this. A lot of people uh, like to, to say things off the record, and I want to put this on the record. I just want to say you, you've been so good to me, teaching me, helping me. When I make mistakes, it's been a true pleasure just to watch you, you know, at the highest level of of, of your craft and, and watch you day in and day out. So it's been really, really cool to, to work alongside you. And I want to put that on the record and not off. All right. I got this cash waiting for you, bro. So don't worry. <laughs> Dinner's on me tonight. Yeah, exactly. Flattery gets you everywhere, Alex. I appreciate you. No, it's been great. It's been great. And um, I, I just appreciate how you go about it, too, with just your enthusiasm and the rest. And it's uh, it's been a fun week so far. So two more games to go. Let's see what these guys can do. Let, let's see. It's going to be a fun game. And obviously, uh, the level of competition will probably go up a little bit, maybe in, especially in that Spain game. So um, we'll see. I don't think we're going to have a crowd like uh, yesterday against Latvia. Um, that was that was pretty fun. Um, just that was just awesome. For you, Arash, just when were you maybe to to go back a little bit? When were you first maybe introduced to the Canadian men's national team? Um, it was probably before this, but um, I remember when I was in university, uh, Sydney two thousand. That's how old I am. Um, I was in college when that was going on. Uh, one of my roommates, Darren Newton, who played on the men's basketball team at Bishops. Wake me up in the middle of the night. It's like, all right, let's do it. We got to watch. And I think if memory serves, Canada went on that kind of magic carpet ride of the quarters. Nash, mm-hmm. you know, leading the charge. And we woke up in the middle of the night and watched all those games. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. And I can't wait for 2004 to see what the next chapter is going to be. I didn't think 2004 was going to be 2024. Um, but, uh, but here we are. And, you know, as somebody who's really liked basketball, who's amazed at the growth of the game in this country, from what it used to be to where it now is, um, they're here and they're legit and they're playing for keeps and they're, they're one of the best in the world. Mm -hmm. And that's not a hot take. That can't be denied. That's just the truth. So to think about where they were to where they are and where they're going is is pretty awesome. And what what have you really after the the first three games what's maybe your one biggest takeaway from from those first two games or three games sorry for the Canadian team? 
Yeah, I don't have one. I have a few. Yeah. One is these dudes um, care about each other legitimately, and they've bought in and bought into roles, which is amazing. Um, you know, I'm so used to being around pro sports where guys don't give a shit about one another and, you know, it's all about them. And you see guys like Dylan Brooks just doing whatever it takes. Um, so much hustle, so like just battling and doing all the little things in the shadows. And you're just like, wow, you know? Um, I mean, Shay's Shay. You know, coming into the tournament, I and I believe them when they said it. Like mm-hmm. Dr. Rowan talked to talked to Jordy Fernandez, and they're like, "We have to find out who's going to be that guy who's going to take over a game down the stretch." And um, SGA is him. I mean, yeah. that there is no doubt about that. He is. He's 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 everything you want in the face of a franchise. I think that's yeah. the best way of putting it. And the other kind of two things. One is how vital Olenek is to the whole thing. Mm, yeah. Run the floor, distributes the basketball so well. Um, had a big – I know they ended up winning by whatever, 25, 27. He had a huge bucket in the third quarter. Just when it seemed Canada was running away with it, Latvia came back. It was kind of teetering a little bit. Um, a big block. He he does so many different things, and um, and I guess this is my uh, this is my U sports bias. <laughs> I just thought Phil Scrub was going to be I, mop up time. That dude's getting minutes that matter, and uh, I think that's great to see. No, that's funny because I had a I had a in prep preparing for this podcast. I had a I knew there was going to be a Phil Scrub uh, moment from your rash just with your CIS uh, background. So I was going to ask you about him, but uh, but it is so cool just to see him. Obviously, I went to Carlton and he made he only made two threes yesterday, but they were pretty big threes, especially the first one where, um, as you said, uh, the Latvians were kind of coming back a little bit in that third quarter, and he just made a big bucket and. With Olenek, I, I don't know if you found this the same way, but in those first two halves against Latvia and France, he's really been the guy that's steadied the ship when Shea hasn't been at his top self and at, at the top of his game. And I, I, I in a weird way, Olenek's really, you always think, well, he's not really the captain of this team, but the way he's played in these games, it really feels like he is the leader in a way, even though he's obviously not the best player. Yeah, no, I think he is. I think he is the leader. I think he is the captain. The other dude I'd say who really helped stabilize things was Melvin Edgem, who um, like stabilizing minutes. Wasn't it interesting to start the second quarter? Four of the five players came on the floor were bench guys. Yeah, and those were turbulent waters. And um, I mean, Melvin, that was his forty-fifth game with the national team. And uh, so he's been through it. He's he showed up when nobody else has or could. Um, so I, I just think I think that that Latvia game was really important, not because they won, but because they had to figure it out and they had to go through it. And there was no panic. And like Dylan Brooks could not have had a worse first half 
and then just so quietly late third quarter in the fourth defensively was just just relentless. Yeah. And that's the stuff you need, man. That's the stuff you need if you're going to win. No, for sure. And with that, I know you've, you've said that really they're, they're maybe the favorites in this tournament other than the U S is that why, why do you think that is the case? Obviously they've been so dominant and beating good teams, but just like outside of the U S why do you feel that this team is just the best team in the tournament or the second best team in the tournament? Because they're the most talented, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's look at the roster construction, seven NBA guys, four FIBA guys, and the reigning national college player of the year, you know, and think of the NBA guys, SGA, RJ, Brooks, Nikhil, who's coming out party. If you remember was 2021 Victoria Mm -hmm. Dort, same deal. Both those guys really emerged in that tournament. Um, Sadoransky notwithstanding <laughs> and I think that those two are going to be so important as, as this tournament goes on so I just think that I, I get the PTSD that people have about this team and this program um, it's a new time you know mm-hmm. like sold the house you left the neighborhood and it's a brand new it's a brand new crib with brand new people living in it yeah yeah Forget what happened before it's different. It's absolutely different. And these guys are ballers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, just just for me, just as a watching this team, that the France game where they just blew them out was just something where, oh my God, it's not just They embarrassed them. They, they embarrassed, embarrassed them. them. They kicked the shit out of a world power. Yeah. And and even with Latvia, where it's like the refs aren't going your way, the crowds against you. Um, you're not shooting well, and then just you, you just claw your way to make it a close game, and then SGA and Kelly just say, "Okay, let's let's ramp this up. This game's too close now," and 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 um, just put it away. What have you gleaned from your experience around Jordy? Just hold up real quick. Just yeah. hold up real quick. You talk about the officiating. Oh, I, I think this has got to stop. Okay, because this is my takeaway from from FIBA officiating. No blood, no foul. It is a mug show the whole way. Unless you are going to the bucket, you are fully in the air and your arms extended. That's the only time you're going to get a whistle when there's contact. Yeah. Like, Alex, you know where I set up. I'm set up between the hoop and the Canadian bench along the baseline behind the photographers. I'm right there. And it feels like you are at a NFL or a CFL game. Yeah. It, it is ridiculous. Like there's, there's just no rules. Yeah. So, so everybody can complain about this call, that call, this whistle, that whistle. Uh-uh. It's, it's a free for all. And they just have to, like we, we were told it's going to be physical, physical. We were told it's going to be aggressive. Uh-uh. It is absurd. <laughs> so that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And and I think like that that's another big takeaway is that it wasn't just the Latvia game, I mean the Lebanon game, whatever. It just yeah, it wasn't really a game. The France game, same deal. And I, I just think that that's going to be something that um, that is going to continue the rest of the way, and that the, they just have to get used to it. 
Yeah, and, and that's one thing I, I feel with Shea each game or really just throughout the, the friendlies to now. He was really looking for calls a little bit. Not not a crazy amount, but not a James Harden 2018 type where he's just endlessly putting his arms out to try to get someone to, to touch him. But uh, now it feels as though he's really used to the contact. And I, I believe he had a – forget if it was what the shot was, but he almost – he did an N1 – kind of fist after even though he didn't get the call and but at yes. the same time it was almost acknowledging that it's an end one in the nba and not in fiba and he didn't really complain he just said that's an end one and then ran back right so i thought that was right. kind of neat um on that but with being around jordy fernandez obviously he's really got the team to buy in um, a lot of the guys have, who have talked to me and uh, yourself have just talked about how everyone really has a role, a set divine role, and maybe that's because they're not in the NBA now and they don't, they're not fine for money or anything like that. But what have you thought of just the job? Take games. Pardon me. It's eight games, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, what have you kind of gleaned from from Jordy Fernandez and being around him as as the coach of this team? Here's what's really interesting is he has no problem lighting into these dudes and MFing them if he has to. You, you saw the video, right? I, I I think you showed it. Dude, it's not, I saw the video. It was right in front of my face. I saw it unfold <laughs> right there. I'm like, whoa. And like, they have the microphones there, so I'm hearing it in my earpiece. I'm watching it happen. I'm like, okay, he's not happy. Um and I think in a short, compressed event like this, you can get away with that when you have respect and mm-hmm. it's not 82 games. The message isn't going to get lost because everybody knows what this is. Mm-hmm. Um, less than two weeks from now, everyone's going their separate ways. Everybody's literally here for a very compressed time for one goal. And when he set the tone from the beginning of camp and he said, you know, defensive first mindset, we're going to do a disservice to each other if we don't buy into that. The guys have bought into that. And here's the thing, is that when you think about what Fernandez says is most important going into each game, it ends up being legit. Like, what did he tell us about the Latvia game? We have to be really aggressive defensively um, along the perimeter. They're a really good shooting team. You know, so like everything in the game plan, the switches and yeah. dropping Olenek back, all that stuff. It's it's been it's been legit. Mm-hmm. And so what do guys want? Guys want to win, guys want to be put in the in the right position to win. And he's not gonna scream at them all the time, but he's been willing, I've been told, that you know, to stop practice and kick a ball and yell at them and <laughs> tell them get their head out of their ass when need be. Um, but he also is a professional coach and knows how to, you know, handle these guys as, as grown men. So um, the fact that he's gotten such good buy-in so quickly um, is impressive, but it also more than anything else tells me how bad the players want it. Mm. Mm. And maybe one guy that wants it more than anyone because he has no choice to play for Canada is, is RJ Barrett um, tongue in cheek there. Just, what have you seen in his game where he he's, he had a bit of a slow start in the France game, didn't really play well. He played pretty well against Latvia as well, um, similar to RJ, uh, to SGA, where they had poor first halves and, and much better second halves. How cool is it just to see him play for Canada with the lineage and it's like Canada basketball is just in his blood, um, Arash? 
Hey, what, man? Like, I'm just looking at the box score now. He had 22 and five yesterday. Yeah. It's like nobody even noticed, you know? SGA comes to the podium. He was player of the game. Nikhil joins him. Jordy's calling him not the spoon, but the knife, you know? I'm just like, wait a minute here. RJ knocked down, you know, when this, to really kind of cement the win, when they had when they had to go on that run just to kind of give the knockout punch, it was RJ. And um, I'll tell you this story. I I did Victoria in 21. Mm-hmm. They lose to the Czechs. And it was like every COVID protocol you could possibly imagine was in place for that yeah. tournament. So we were watching up in the stands with like 20 feet between each desk where you were set up. But then the mix zone was a free-for-all because FIBA. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So between where we were set up and the mix zone was basically, um, in the Victoria Arena, was basically blue line to crease in. And we have to cut across there to get to the mix zone. And the the officials are leaving kind of the Zamboni entrance of of the arena. And RJ comes sprinting down and gets in one of the officials' faces and talked about how, how they blew it and how they lost it and blah, 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 blah. And wow. I was looking over at the it's like, this Holy dude f- cares. This dude, dude wants it. This, this, this matters to him. And in that moment, yes, I know his last name. Yes, I know he grew up in the program. Yes, I know he has no choice. But that said to me, okay, I will be shocked if he is if he ever says no to Canada basketball. Yeah. Like no. you don't see that from RJ in the NBA. You didn't see that from RJ in college. That's how much this meant to him. And I think that now the pool plays out of the way. And now that it's about to get, as our old friend John Gibbons would say, nut cut in time. Now that it's nut cut in time. I'm expecting RJ Barrett to uh, to be a huge part of this. Um, because uh, we both experienced this through and through. I before I let you go, and, and thanks again, Arash, for for doing this. Um, just tell us about how much you love FIBA and their operations. Just give us a bit of an insight into how much you enjoy <laughs> uh, working alongside um, the the FIBA Basketball Association. Well, I was—I think I saw their manual. I think I saw their <laughs> operating manual, and and it was just covered, you know, in about two feet of dust. And I think it was, you know, a typewritten book uh, from 1972 that they are still uh, that they're still operating under. Um, God bless them and their typewriter ribbon and all their misplaced priorities. And um, do you want to just tell the rest, them? But they're. Should we share about how the Wi-Fi right before the first game just went out? I, and you're getting there, and you're like, well, not the need- Wi-Fi, the entire internet and the entire place, and the entire broadcast is kept together by internet. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's it's Alex. I'll tell you this: as someone who's worked alongside the fo- the lovely, lovely folks at FIFA mm-hmm. and the International Tennis Federation and the Double IHF and FIBA <laughs> and all these lovely global organizations it is par for the course bro <laughs> good well i hope uh to to get used to the the chicanery from fiba and maybe uh the ioc and everything else um 
Uh, just before I let you go, Arash, uh, just what's your what's your prediction for for Canada? I, I know you have high hopes, and you've talked about it, maybe gold medal. But if you had to, you know, if you had to put a wager on it, how far does Canada go, and do they get that Olympic spot as well? Well, uh, Mario and I have a flight booked for September. Weird, September 11th. It's always weird flying on 9/11. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this um, but we have a flight booked for Monday the 11th the day after the gold medal game. And I don't think we'll be changing our flight. Mm. But there you go. There you go. He said it here first. Canada's making a, winning the gold medal. I'll put words in your mouth. Making the gold medal game. At least making it, yeah. Um, Arash, thanks so much for doing this. I'll uh, definitely see you later today. And uh, I really yeah. appreciate everything you've done for me. And uh, I'm, I definitely hope that... Yeah, for for our both our sakes that uh they go deep and uh it should be a fun one it's been awesome watching them and uh, i'm sure it's going to be even more exciting basketball to come uh later on this tournament so thanks so much arash i really appreciate it you got it man we'll uh we'll clink glasses later tonight there you go 